Hey guys, this is My Leak. This is the My Tachi Podcast, and I am back with podcast number four of our five podcast business series for entrepreneurs or the entrepreneurial, so hard to say, brought to you by FreshBooks. Um, I have really enjoyed the emails that you guys have sent me and the tweets that I'm getting about you enjoying FreshBooks. FreshBooks is really, really easy to use cloud accounting software for entrepreneurs like us. Um, I have told you before that I used FreshBooks when I first started out as an entrepreneur. And what I really love about it is that you can create really professional looking um, invoices complete with your own logo. Um, and what I love most about it is that you can send it to the client and you can even tell once the invoice has been viewed. I love having that information when it's time to follow up. We want to get paid around here. Um, you can also create estimates and quotes on FreshBooks. And so I really love it. Or get yourself set up with a recurring invoice. And so do you have so much going on that you can't remember who's supposed to pay when? Try FreshBooks. Um, you can go to freshbooks.com slash my taught you and use my free 30 day trial. And if they ask you how you found them, please don't hesitate to say my taught you. Uh, I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy uh, tweet me. Let me know how you're loving it. On to the podcast. Um, today's podcast is titled The Rules. Um, I wanted to spend some time talking to you today about some of the rules that you probably, you may or may not know. Um, some of those unspoken rules, um, how to follow up, uh, how to drum up new business, what entrepreneurship really is. I want to talk to you about um, dinner, rules over dinner, rules over drinks, um, and just some really simple uh, social media etiquette rules. And so I put together 21 rules. I hope you got your Maitachi journal ready for this. Uh, we're going to get really serious. And again, even if you are not an entrepreneur, or you are thinking about it, um, or you are just bossed up at your job, I think that knowing this uh, will help you. So first rule that I have is find a problem, then solve it. That is the first rule of entrepreneurship. You need to find a problem and then solve it. So often I have people who write me and they tell me they want to become an entrepreneur because they don't want a nine to five. And I have to tell you a secret I have a nine to five. Um, when I first started Curlbox, I worked from home. And then after a year, I had to like pull, pull everything together, pull the team together. And by doing that, I had to set up an, a formal office. And guess what formal office hours are when you've got things that need to be delivered and meetings that need to happen. Our, our office is open from nine to six. And so for all intents and purposes, I have a nine to five. Um, I work after hours, but for all intents and purposes, that's what I have. Another thing people will write me and say that they don't want a boss. You know, I really just need to work for myself. And the crazy thing about entrepreneurship is that you go from having one boss to many bosses. So 
if you just have one person that you report to now, if you become an entrepreneur in the service industry, your clients are now going to become your boss. Um, if you have customers, your customers are going to become your boss. And so none of us are without somebody that we have to report to. So that is why I just want to be clear. The first rule of entrepreneurship is that it is about finding a problem and then solving it. Um, that is what's most important. Rule number two is that you have to learn to sell. You have to know how to sell not only your product, but be able to sell yourself. Um, if you think that selling is cheesy or you think you're too cool to like dance around and say, you know, buy here, sell happening there. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do and you need to make sure that you have found a comfortable way um, to sell yourself and sell your products. And so it's like, if you are an entrepreneur, you've got to be able to hustle and sell. And if you are entrepreneurial, um, you have to start uh, figuring out how you can share things and sell yourself online, find your friends who can interview you on blogs, um, start uh, start a medium account and start posting articles, start sharing what you know. And that's how you are going to, um, that's how you're going to sell yourself. Rule number three is that this is a lifestyle. This is about making the most of your gifts. It's about having an impact on a part of the world. So if you are in this because you want the fancy lifestyle, you want to be popping on the gram and all that stuff, um, entrepreneurship is about having an impact and making the most of your gifts. And so many of the people that you see succeeding have recognized their gifts and they are now um, making the most of them. And so that's what you want to think about. These are some of the rules. Um, rule number four is that you want to be flexible in your persistence. So you want to have a pivot point. If there are moments where you're like, okay, you got to set a limit. So believe it or not, I have failed <laughs> before. I have put something out um, and you probably don't remember it because I had a point that I was like, if this doesn't work past this point, I'm going to pivot. And so you ever see some people out there who are just, you're just like, girl, it's time, like call it. Um, make sure that you have a point that you're willing to pivot or end it or change it or something. And so like be flexible in how you persist through this. Rule number five is don't believe your own hype. You have to manage your ego. Last week, I was um, listening to a podcast, a Tim Ferriss podcast, and Ryan Holiday was on there talking about his new book, Ego is the Enemy. And so I think that it's, um, there's, there is a fine line between sort of like confidence and arrogance, and you want to make sure that you stay on the side of confidence. And something that he wrote on his blog about ego is that he says, early in our careers, 
ego impedes learning and the cultivation of talent. So it's just like if a lot of times I see people who are new in their career and they think they are so great. And it's like if you've been working, um, if you've been in the workforce for five years or less, just just own the fact that you probably don't know that much and that you are in very much of a learning phase of your life. And so even if you um, start doing really well, really early, um, don't ever really think that you are um, popping like that. Like, don't start drinking your own Kool-Aid because the minute that you start thinking that you know everything, you are no longer available to learn anything. So I want you to keep that in mind. And so there's also something that happens with our ego with success. He says, with success, ego can blind us to our faults and and so future problems. And so it's like, once you have hit a home run and you think that every time you hit something, it's going to be a home run after that, um, there's a problem there. So like I told you, like, you know, I hit a home run with Curlbox. Like I, I started it, I tried it and it was popping. And then I tried something else, which will remain nameless and it just didn't work out, you know? And so it's just like, just because, you know, most of the stuff that I've done is great doesn't mean that all of it will be great. And I just, and I, and I'm always trying to have an awareness of that in failure. Now this one is good. If you've got your journal out, I want you to, to, to write this down in failure ego magnifies each blow and makes recovery more difficult at every stage ego holds us back and so I think that that part in failure is that our ego will magnify our blow um, and makes it you know just too difficult so wanted to share that don't believe the hype manage your ego Rule number six. So now that I got through the first five sort of like, okay, these are the foundational rules of entrepreneurship. Let's get into um, new business. You are trying to drum up some clientele. You are trying to drum up some new customers. And I'm mostly going to speak from like a client perspective. Um My new business rule is that you should never reach out to someone completely cold. Every now and then someone does that to me. And I want to say it's rare that I just reach out to someone completely cold, but you should do your best homework to get a, to warm up your call, get a head start. So do you know someone who knows them that can introduce you. Even if it's just an email intro, you want to make sure that you can help someone sort of like pre-qualify you for the push. So I would say never reach out to someone cold. The next rule is if you are cold calling, have your ish together. Um, have notes, you know, have notes. And if you, and you need, and if you need, sorry, let's start over, (laughs) have notes and be able to tell them what benefit you have for them. So a lot of times people will call seeking, let's just say you're seeking sponsorship, you're seeking money, you're seeking product, you're seeking something, but you only have available what you need from the person and you don't have your benefit handy sell me you know tell me what I'm going to get out of this and that is going to help you get it and you want to do this within the first minute of your call 
Another thing you want to make sure that you're doing is that don't try to get an answer from them right on the spot. You know, don't try to call, ask for something and be like, so what do you think? Can you do it? Put it on, put it on them, put it on their heart, let them know, um, and do it that way. Also, um, so I've shared this tip and I'll share it again. Like, I will be honest with you in the beginning and every now and again, I still get nervous when I'm reaching out to someone like you don't, you know, you want to not cold call, but every now and then you just can't find a warm up. So one of my tactics is that I always have notes. Um, I always have notes when I am talking to um, someone really important. So if somebody agrees to get on the phone with me, like the CEO of Shea Moisture or the CEO of Carol's Daughter, who I've spoken to both of them, if someone agrees to get on the phone with me, um, I always have notes. I do my homework. The first thing I do before I get on the call with that person is that I do a Google search in the news to see have they been mentioned anywhere in the news? Have they won anything? Is there anything I can congratulate them on? Is there any sort of awareness that I can have? That's super important. Next thing I do is that I have the things that I hope to get out of the call, simple, simple, loose bullets, uh, so that even as I'm talking, if the conversation takes a left or right turn, I am able to remember, like I'm, I'm steering, I'm, I'm trying to remember to steer the call onto what I want. Um, and then I also will have a couple questions that, um, I think they'll be interested in. So, you know, I'll be like, Hey, how that new launch in Sephora go? Like different things like that. So you want to make sure that you have your homework together when you're doing some of this stuff. And the real tip that I really wanted to mention, cause it wasn't that one was that when I get really scared, I just will call really early in the morning when I know they're not there. And I will leave a voicemail, which allows me to sort of like read and practice. And then I'll force myself to call back the next day following up on my voicemail, right? So um, you can call as long as it's not someone's cell phone. Don't call someone's cell phone early, but if it's an office number, I would just test it out. I will leave a voicemail. Hello, Miss So-and-so, this is my lead calling from XYZ. Um, I was calling because la, 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 la. Um, if you have some time, I can this, that, and the other. You can please feel free to call me back, stuff like that. And then once I would call back the second day, I'm like, hello, Miss So-and-so. Um, I'm following up on the voicemail that I left yesterday in regards to, and now I've gotten more comfortable saying it because sometimes it's just hard to get it out. Um, and I feel like doing it that way helps me get more comfortable saying it. So that was number seven. Number eight, make sure all of your links in your email work and that the links are not dated. Okay. So a lot of people have these email signatures and you got your website in there. You've got links to your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your Twitter. I can tell you that let's just say that I click those links. 50% of the time, you know, every now and then I'll click the link. I would say another 50% of the time, those links don't work. And so I'm not sure why people do that. If they know their links don't work, if they think it looks sexy and they think people aren't going to click it, but make sure that your links in your email work, especially if you are sort of like warm or cold emailing 
which I encourage you not to be too cold. But if you are, make sure that all of your links in your email work and that the links that you have are not dated. So there will be people who will be like, look at my latest. It'll say something in the signature like, look at the latest uh, something I wrote for so-and-so. And then you click on it and it's from 2012. And it's like, girl, nobody's taking you serious. Nobody cares about anything you did in 2012, today in 2016. So make sure that you have all of that stuff up to date. People do check. Assume that everybody is clicking through every single thing in your email signature. Rule number nine um, is a flex rule. Let's just say that they don't respond back to you. They don't call you back. They don't email you back. Do not ever, ever, ever get an attitude. Do not ever, ever, ever get smart. Um, sometimes you are going to have to reach out multiple times. Sometimes you are going to have to follow up multiple times and you are to be as enthusiastic in email one, phone call one, as you are in email 21 and phone call 21. That is the rule. And the way you do that um, is like this. Hello, you know, I am, it's like you just got to get creative. And if you've sent multiple emails, now it's time for you to pick up the phone. Nothing grates my nerves more than people who just keep emailing over and over and over again. And they have the office number and it's just like, call, you know, if it's that serious to you, call. Um, so there's that. Um, and then let's just say they reject you. So we're never going to get an attitude if we don't hear back. And we're never going to get an attitude if we get rejected. If we get rejected, this is what we're going to say. Thank you so much for your response. Because 75% of the time, people just don't respond. So if you get a response, you need to say thank you. Thank you so much for your response. I totally understand that this isn't aligned with your goals at this time, Miss So-and-so. Use their name. Be formal. Be respectful. In the event um, that your uh, marketing, whatever has changed, or you decide to go in a different direction, we will be here. Um, I'd also love to be able to check in with you from time to time to see if we have anything that meets your needs in the future. Things change, people change, but you just being graceful at all times is really going to, it says something about you because it's like grace is just so uh, rare and people appreciate it and they're going to think about you and maybe they're not they may never need you but they're going to pass you on to someone else and so I cannot tell you how many people I have worked with that were referred to me by someone that rejected me grace business rule number nine number ten you do not need everyone to work with you. You only need someone to give you a chance. So that is the thing that you need to remember. You don't need everybody. So if you get rejected, that is fine. You only need someone. You just need one person to give you a chance and you just need to keep working until you find that person or those people. So we don't need everybody. Rule number 11 is going to shift into time. This is how I 
use my time. This is how you should view time when you're getting new business meetings. And so um, this is my point. This is my view. If you are the one that is seeking money or business or job or if you are seeking, you should always be early. Um, every now and then when I'm on the other side, when I'm on the giving of money side, I'm a little bit more like you can wait. I shouldn't be like that. But sometimes I do feel like that. Like if I'm having to drop a bunch of dough, um, I don't feel as bad if I am running behind. But if you are on the other side of it, you need to make sure that you are showing up really early. Um, when you do that, you let people know that that they can trust you with their business, which is their baby. You want, you want to just do that. Second time rule, which is rule number 12, is that if you are going to be running late, chances are you know that an hour in advance. If you are really planning your day correctly at about an hour ahead, you should know that you're running late. As early as you can, give a heads up. Um, if you play it close and you get stuck in traffic, that's on you. You know, you have to plan. My thing is, if this is your first and only shot to try to really impress this person, get there an hour, walk around. You know what I mean? Get a lay of the land, sit inside. Waiting is not going to kill you when you're trying to make this money, okay? So it's just like, get there early and you need to just wait. If you are going to be running late and you are going to reach out give them the option to reschedule um you just have to do that I totally understand if this you know if you can't make it um and then let them do that now when you do that there's a chance that you may get pushed back for a meeting and so that's why I think that you should really work hard to be on time so that you don't have to do that but giving them the option to reschedule sometimes is sort of kind of like a little mind trick where they're like oh you know what it's okay it's totally fine I'll just push this or I can wait but it's just that that thing that says I really do respect your time and I I don't know what your day looks like but if you need to reschedule with me due to my error and if your error doesn't necessarily need to be your fault if your car stops working you lost your keys your child gets sick all these things notice I said your it's your error not your fault so let them you know let them know that you understand that it is your error so that is the, that is the next thing um Rule number 13. This is my rule on locations. If you're really trying to get the business, pick a place that reflects your hip and cool personality. If you're not hip and cool or whatever it is that you're doing, find something that reflects your personality, what you want to convey that is easy to find and has ample parking. Um, trying to overdo it with something, um, and having someone meet you in some obscure place is not it the first time. You know, if you want to show them on the second or third time, um, sure. But I think the first time, pick something easy to find with big bright numbers out front, big signage, and ample parking if that's what it is. Like, I, I, I've mentioned this uh, multiple times, but I will never forget this time that this girl... Uh, asked me to like meet her and I was like okay and she picked this Starbucks which I was like okay Starbucks are easy to find she picked it on like the busiest street in America like the kind of street that like 
and I think it didn't have parking in the front like you had to pull to the back of a back street to get in it and it had no parking guess who wasn't in the mood when they got inside of Starbucks exactly so that's what made me think about that like if this girl was really trying to get my business this wasn't the place rule number 14 the who pays rule you want the business you pay period always do not split you pay number 15 um dinner rules if you're going to do a dinner meeting i would suggest that you pick the place I say that you pick the place because I always think that you can do better when you're selling yourself in a place that you feel most comfortable. So you feel comfortable with the menu, you feel comfortable with where you are. Um, So if you can pick the place when you're setting up the dinner meeting, hey there, how about we meet at seven o'clock at, you know, Shishido, I'm just making something up, okay? And they agree and now you're on your turf, that's the best place to do business is on your turf. Um, If you don't get to pick the place we're going to go to rule number 16 you don't pick the place the dinner rule for this is to go online before the dinner and see what they serve you must do that especially if you are even just a little bit picky I know a couple of really picky eaters and I know that they probably get judged sometimes because people people view that as sort of closed-mindedness um and so I think sometimes going online uh first and if you're like super picky call and see what comes on things if you have allergies and see if and how they can um, alter meals for you so that when you're sitting there and everything you do is sort of being scrutinized everyone is looking at you to see who you are you can simply say there's nothing I, I mean there's nothing sexier than being like hi um ordering your ordering your food confidently and then if you don't like it you know hi Um, I actually gave a call yesterday and asked if I'd be able to get this, this and that on the side, or if you could make this without that. And -and so-and-so chef said that it would be fine. And then they're like, okay, let me go check in the back. And then, yes, that's totally fine. And then it's like, this way you don't have to deal with looking like, oh my God, she don't eat nothing, you know? Um, So that is my suggestion to you. um, If you don't get to pick um, and that's that. So do your homework. Rule number 17 is when it comes time to order drinks, which you would always do it first. Or if you're having meetings over drinks, always let them order first. Um, Order in the family that they order. So this is not the time to order what you typically order on spring break. Your Midori Sour, your uh, Hurricanes, (laughs) all those things. It's just like uh, try to order Uh, in the family because rule number 18 you will be judged on what you order um don't I mean people will say this that and the third but you are constantly you are being judged at that moment and so you need to figure out if you don't know wines figure out something that you like and can deal with and if you don't drink then just say you know I don't drink or I'm allergic or because I had a roommate in college who was just like I'm allergic to alcohol and nobody's gonna ask you anything else just say that keep it moving um oh my god are you yeah I turned really red and there is a such allergy so that's that um 
rule number 19 dress code rules undergarments should not be showing i I know this sounds like oh my god i can't believe she's saying this (laughs) you'd be surprised um undergarments should not be showing and always err on the side of professionalism um and cover up and so this is you getting your hustle on getting your business make sure that people are focusing on what you have to say and not what you got going on that's not what you're trying to do that's not what you're selling so um keep it you know if you have to ask you know my mom used to say this to me I would always be like trying to get her opinion on what I'm wearing and she's like if you have to ask the answer is no right so that's my rule on that rule number 20 um ooh, this one is good don't act like you know people because you follow them on social media you don't know them so let's just say you get a meeting with someone that you don't know in real life but you know via instagram snapchat whatever um don't act like you know them it's okay to mention that you saw them go somewhere um or something you saw but don't overdo it and go so deep um that you think you know them and so i always just try to tell people that like oh yeah i saw you were um I saw you went to this place or that place. And sometimes you don't even really know if they really went at that time. So I think sometimes you have to remember this is not real life. Um, You know, when you are seeing people doing these things, it is not real life. And so be careful not to blend the two. Um, There is a way that you can say it and that you can acknowledge it, but sometimes just don't take it too far. Another thing that I think social media does is that it gets you overly familiar. Stay away from words like hun, doll, and sweetie do not um stay away from whatever their nicknames are whatever their social media nicknames you know especially if you want to be taken serious call them by their name and if let them tell you oh it's okay you can call me silky silky 316 or whatever like keep it all the way professional um because thinking you know someone and actually knowing them are two different things and it just i think it makes all the difference and gives you the edge if you are going about meeting people in that way final rule that i got from reed hoffman founder of linkedin final rule do not pay too much attention to rules set by other people got it even mine entrepreneurs are inventors they are successful when they make something work for the very first time. Some, sometimes in order to make something work, you will drive over the guardrail of one of these rules. Entrepreneurs sometimes just make new rules. So in that to say, make some new rules. <laughs>